jazz. Welcome to this week's episode. Sorry that it's at like 11 o'clock at night. I hope you enjoy it. I literally got home from work and I did not feel like fucking doing anything. Uh, and then I decided that I'd go drop off energy drinks to people. So that's where my life's at right now. And then I got home, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna do shit ton of dishes because I had Valentine's Day supper at my place and I cooked. It was a glorious meal. I had shrimp and lobster and crab and charcuterie board, like the whole nine yards basically. It wasn't put together that well. Uh, probably because my life's a mess, you guys all know this. Also, uh, it's kind of disgusting letting you guys know that I didn't clean my kitchen until tonight. <laughs> so I did that. I bought a box of wine because I knew this weekend was gonna be something that I needed to just take a minute, think about it, and then do it. And then I found out that I have Monday off, so I'm like, fuck, I was stressing out way too much about my weekend. This weekend's gonna be chill. Um, and then I realized I was drunk off of wine. So um, if this episode's kind of like all over the place, I don't really apologize, I'm wine drunk, and we all know that I'm like way funner when I'm intoxicated than when I'm not. So let's dive right in. So a little bit more fun, I watched Love is Blind, both the second season, first set, and then I'm currently in the process of watching the second set, so probably when this airs, a lot of people have watched it already, I don't know how you guys binge watch it so fast, I fucking have to work for a living, um, but anyways, I started watching it, um, my favorite so far is Shake and Deep Tea, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I think that they're a really strong couple. I have been around a lot of Indian people in my life who are older, and I think Love is Blind is a perfect place for them to meet. Um, I don't really love Shake's personality when he first met her and how he's very over-sexualized. I think that's a red flag. Um, and then there was Shane and Shayna, who she's blonde and everybody's trying to make her out to be like the Jessica. Uh, she is kind of Jessica in a way, but she's way worse because I don't remember Jessica pulling Barrett or Barrett or whatever the fuck his name was aside and being like, hey, like you need to leave your girlfriend and your guys' relationship is a joke. I don't remember her ever doing that. And I think anybody who comes into a setting and they see two people, even if you like the person, you don't walk up to that person and say, hey, your relationship's a joke if you don't know what's going on in the inside. And especially if he hasn't reached out to her, right? So that's a red flag as well. I also hate girls like this. And that's why I wanted to talk about it tonight is because I've had situations like this. Uh, when I was growing up, I was around the age of 19 to 22. Uh, for those that are listening that know me personally, you'll know the relationship or relationships that I'm talking about. Uh, the reason that I have the age range is just so that nobody can pinpoint the relationship if I am known personally. Um, anyways, but basically what happened was there was a certain ex who was trying to say that they knew that the person that I was dating was more in love with them. And to an extent, uh, now that I'm older, I could see it being a possible thing without the ex knowing that that was an actual thing. Um, to my knowledge, I know that they still communicate and they, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. And they've kind of both left me out of their lives, which I really appreciate because after fucking like, I don't know, seven years of it, I just don't even fucking care anymore, right? So 
but it is a good life lesson to myself about how to grow and how to avoid those relationships in the future. Um, anyways, but I learned a lot about myself while I was doing, I was in that relationship. Uh, one being that if there's a girl that's crazy enough to reach out to you every single week and be like, Hey, like he's thinking about me, like fucking him. And he's not like even like thinking of you. And he's like messaging me. There's usually red flags in that relationship and you shouldn't be in it. Either your ex is not over their ex or this girl is like nuts, you know, or guy in some cases. So I know that my most recent ex, um, his ex, I thought was going to reach out to me in the similar sense. And I was really nervous. I was like, okay, first of all, I'm 20. I was five at the time. Now I'm 26. And I was like, I honestly don't want to deal with this again. Like I've been through it for seven years and I just want to take a step past and like move on with my life. I don't want to continue doing the same things that I'm doing. I don't want to continue dating similar guys that I've dated in the past. And uh, when she didn't, I was actually really, really shocked. She's probably saying shit to me though, like about me. And like at first that really bothered me because I believe that I'm a good person. I mean, I talk a lot on my podcast and some people don't view me the same way as they would normally and that's okay. But also at the same time, I don't think I've ever been a bad person. And if I have, like I am constantly continuing to use this like app and this way of communicating as a form of growth. So I don't think that it's malicious. I don't think that it's ill intent. And the people that like attack me over it and try to stay different, they don't understand the way that I'm trying to like grow and develop. When I listen back to my episodes, it kind of like, it's almost like a word diary, right? So there's that. (laughs) But basically what I'm trying to say is I've been in relationships like that that are toxic and there's a point where you just all of a sudden wake up one morning and you walk away. You're not going to listen to somebody who's saying it or who's not saying it. You're just going to wake up one morning and you'll figure it out yourself. So, or at least that was my case. Some people take their friend's advice and they're smart. Um, I did not. I waited for like four years before I figured it out. So, um, so I also like to mention that the type of person that I am is I am very like, I like communication and I like, um, people being into me, but I also don't like people being too close to me. Uh, so I have this tendency of like shutting down. Uh, recently in the last couple weeks, I've been asked out a lot because as you all know, I'm technically single. Um, I've been trying to work a lot on me and I don't know if I'm giving out like I'm approachable vibes for that. Uh, people keep asking to hang out and like to be just quite blunt, I don't really want to. Uh, my ex is still living with me. We're basically back together. Uh, there's just some things that we're working on and he's like planning on moving out. So for me, it's inappropriate for me to hang out with other people. I've had people message me on Snapchat. I've had people message me on Facebook. I've had people message me on Instagram. And I'm like, at some point, it's really sad because I don't know if these people just like wait around for me to get single or like what happens. Most of the people that I have on Snapchat, I added a long time ago when I was on Tinder and I'm no longer on Tinder, but I wish that there was a similar app for people who were looking to just talk to people uh, that wasn't considered like people being weird and like trying to date people. Cause I just, I would really like to get different views on things and different opinions. I think that that's really interesting. 
however, I don't really, I don't know. So that's a lot of the reason that I keep some people on Snapchat is I like hearing different opinions and I like seeing different cultures and I like all of these things, right? So it's not even necessarily that I'm messaging people. It's just that I like having them there for that reason. Uh, people who message me on Instagram though, like I will never go out with you. I'm dead serious. Like if you're going to ask me out on Instagram, no, thank you. Like ask me for my number maybe and then ask me out from there, but don't ever fucking message me on Instagram and ask me out. Like it's a hard no. It's a straight block from there. First of all, I get messages every week by an Indian prince. He wants money. I don't have money. <laughs> if he was giving me money, maybe just maybe. That's not racist, and that's that. That is me needing money essentially. Um, I can send you my email, um, and you can e-transfer me money after this episode because that's how sad my life is right now. <laughs> I'm fine, you everybody. I'm fine. I'm just um, everything's so fucking expensive right now. Like if you live in Canada, um, I literally bought milk like four weeks ago, maybe like three and a half weeks ago. Milk was like three bucks and I went to the grocery store today. It's like $8 and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Um, a lot of people are saying that it's due to the protests, uh, basically just the cost of everything have went up because of COVID. Uh, but the thing that doesn't make any sense to me is why is it just going up now when most of places are producing products again? I don't know, but there are a lot of companies that aren't. I do work somewhere in the industry where I would know, but it, it's really frustrating because I know that people who are doing worse than me aren't able to make ends meet and they're going to end up starving and there's going to be a bunch of like shit going on. So it's really alarming to me. I'm really concerned for my brother's generation and I'm going to try to take care of him as much as I can when he moves to where I am. But that is really, really, really concerning to me is that like I'm hardly able to get through. How are the younger people who aren't making as much, who don't have any education, how are they getting along? And the argument that I've had in the past is like, well, that's their fault for not getting an education. Some people literally just can't afford it. And then the argument to that is, well, there's grants and there's programs for these people that are less fortunate and stuff, but qualifying for them is a totally different story. They're not just handouts to people. Yeah, sure, they, like, they may help you, but they may ask for a percentage back. And if you can't make that percentage back, what's the point of applying for them, some people think, right? Uh, I know growing up, I may have been a little bit turned off by going to school because I didn't want to burden my parents. And I wish I would have had a talk with them in regards to education beforehand. I think I, I think I would have made a great lawyer, you guys, to be honest. No, I hated law, FYI. I did want to be a psychologist, which is probably why I like talking so fucking much. Um, but I don't think you're allowed to get drunk to see your patients, right? Like, I don't think that's probably, that's probably like an ethics question. Not really sure. It's probably a gray area. <laughs> Can you guys imagine me going through seven years of school and then we would basically be where I am now. But uh, I would be a degree holder in uh, therapist, so that's something to think about. Um, for people who are single, the way that I recommend like talking to somebody that you like is, first of all, you can get their phone number. I prefer phone numbers even though I don't respond to text. If you're captivating enough, it'll make sense. Um, a really good saying that happened two years ago was if he wanted to, he would. And I took a lot away from that. So people that would put the same amount of energy into the conversations that we would have, I would too. 
uh, for the most part when I was single like last week and I was thinking about it I was like oh man I'm gonna have to dive back into the dating scene and to be honest it's not something where I really want to be because it is such a horrible place it's so hard to like go out and meet people especially in a pandemic but it's also awful because I don't like being hair on like I like feeling wanted and desired and stuff like that but for the most part I don't like having to put myself out there and to be honest like unless there's a quality about you that I'm like obsessed with and like I really want to get to know more about you which is hard there's some like really good bios when I was on tinder like two years ago but like now I don't think that that's a thing I think everybody's on there just to fuck around and I would have to like go on like bumble or hinge or whatever is Hinge for gay guys? I actually don't remember. But I want, I think that it's a cool feature that you can like talk to people. A lot of people say that my voice is hot and I kind of like that. As for flirting though, I literally don't know what that means. I don't flirt. And uh, the only way that I know that I flirt is because I'm smiling and I just assume that when I'm talking back to them, I'm like grinning from ear to ear and they're like grinning from ear to ear. I can't see that, so I can't know that for certain. And usually, I, I've never been wrong, I would say. I just don't think I've ever been right. I don't know. I also didn't like dating. I also just kind of like keeping to myself because I don't like having to entertain other people. And I also don't like having to like worry about somebody else. I'm very independent now that I've lived on my own for about four years, I think. Um, other than me having two cats that are psychotic. Um, yeah, I have two cats now. I don't know if I've ever said that. One's a kitten. She's literally laying in the bathroom right now, like, right next to me. She's, like, laying and pretending she's, like, making snowflakes. Um, I don't know how to explain that any better than what it is. Uh, she's got, like, major crackhead kitten energy, and the other one is, like, my best friend. Uh, she also doesn't like tummy rubs. I don't know what it is, but she likes to try to bite me. But I also remember my cat when I rescued him from the SPCA. Um, I also remember him, um, biting me as, like, affection bites. So I don't know if she's just doing it because she loves me or she actually generally, gen genuinely doesn't hate, like, hates me touching her tummy. I know, like, lots of cats do, but she's a really big, like, cat into, like, face scratches and neck scratches and chest scratches. Um, she lets you play with her front paws, but her back paws are a no-go. And for my other cat, he lets me touch him everywhere. But I think it's just a trust thing because he hates my, like, ex-boyfriend thing. I don't know what's going on there. And I will definitely depict that in a couple of episodes from now. But for right now, well, I mean, I never really didn't talk about it. It's just that right now, as I'm trying to figure it out, I don't want to keep discussing it. It's kind of exhausting for me to try to, like, tell him what's going on then tell myself, like, convince myself that that's what I want. And it's... It's just really tough for me because I'm going through this thing where I want to just grow and develop myself and now I'm having to do it with somebody else who's been there for me and who's reliable and trustworthy and stuff like that and I just I don't know how to do that and I'm trying but I don't think it's going to work. So like for me, I don't think it's going to work for me. I don't think that like we're not going to work out eventually. I just think that right now I don't think that's the best process for me. <laughs> Okay, and then last but not least, obviously, because I touched in it in last week, what the fuck is going on with Kanye? Am I right, though? Like, I don't understand how he can be posting that, and there's no PR person representing him. He had a kind of like a documentary-type deal 
um, play on Netflix. I don't know if anybody's seen it. I don't remember what it's called. Like, John Lee's Donda or something like that. But it's basically about Kanye. And uh, the whole time, first of all, I find it really hard to stay entertained through it. Uh, I've never been a huge Kanye fan, right, though? So I was watching it. I'm like, hey, like... I deal with a lot of stuff in regards to like media and like a public eye stuff so I think I should watch this. I watched it, I had such a tough time, like he's so boring, I don't know why anybody likes him. His music is decent though, like it's interesting to know that he was on these tracks and stuff before he actually got famous and started writing his own stuff and started fashion designing and stuff like that. Um, however, I think that the way that he's treating his ex-wife and his family is absolutely catastrophic. He's damaging his image, he's damaging himself. Uh, even with him having bipolar disorder, I think that it's really extreme, the things that he's been saying. And the fact that he's been so public about it, like he should know that he's in the public eye and maybe he doesn't understand to that extent. Um, but I'm really concerned for their kids. I'm also really concerned for his health. Um, as somebody who has struggled with mental health, especially a lot in the last year, you guys are going to hear scratching. My cats are now play fighting in the bathroom right next to me. Um, but basically in the last year, um, he's been very emotionally damaging to his ex-wife. And then in the future, I can see it damaging his kids, uh, just by people having flashbacks from the post and media posting it. And so for his kids sake and his ex's sake, and his ex's new boyfriend's sake. I hope everything gets dropped. I hope he makes an apology, but when has Kanye ever apologized? Like, to be honest, when has he ever fucking apologized? And my ex slash boyfriend slash I don't know what the fuck is going on has said that he would vote for him for president if he lived in the United States, and that scares me because this guy is so fucking, like, left and then right and then left and then right, and then he's like, I'm, um, like, totally just zoned out, I don't even care, and then the next minute he's like, bang, 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 something happened, like, I'm gonna be super right, oh, and then I'm gonna be super left, and you can't tell what he's really saying when he is saying it, and it drives me nuts. So I do feel for Kim. I don't know what the fuck has been going on, but every, like, every couple of hours or so, if I get bored, I just like type in Kanye on Instagram and all of his posts have changed and he's deleted everything and Kim stopped following him and I'm just like, oh man, this guy is fucking going down and like doing something. I don't know if you just heard that. The kitten just body slammed my full grown seven year old fat cat into the ground um, and now they're bunny kicking is what I like to say. Anyways, so yeah. If you're ever in a situation where you feel like that's appropriate to like knock down your spouse or your ex-spouse or your kids or whoever the ex-parent might be, I don't think that's proper like co-parenting and I also don't think that's a healthy environment. My biological dad did that a lot when I was growing up uh, towards my stepfather and at first it worked because I resented him but as my stepdad and mine's relationship grew closer and also leading up until the wedding, uh, we had a really good chat and he was really supportive. He's always like helped me out whenever I've needed help with food or rent or like anything. Sometimes he gets a little cranky. I don't really love that. That's like my least favorite part, but I also am like, I can fucking handle you because I'm, I know everything, which is probably not good for me either. Um, I could just tell him not my dad. Uh, I call him Jad cause his name is Jack and then he's my dad. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, he's never said anything, well, 
I was gonna say he's never said anything negative about my dad, but my biological dad is slightly a piece of shit. And I know for a fact that he said some things, but he's never like directly tried to hurt me by hurting him, right? Like he's never went out of his way to say anything inappropriate for him. And, uh, and uh, so that's something that I take into like high priority when I'm dating somebody is I don't wanna trash talk them. And that's why one of my first seasons was deleted is because I felt like in the end I was kind of like trash talking the relationship and that's not where I wanted to be with it. I wanted to like put myself in that situation one last time and move forward and I honestly think that, that I've done that. And that's one of the reasons that like coming up with new episodes is super hard for me is because I don't really have that like that angst or anger or upsetness or like lack of love or like questioning of what happened in that certain situation. So yeah. Anyways, basically what I'm saying is it's basically Yee's world and we're just living in it and I'm living for it currently, but I also am like nervous for Kim. Um, I'm gonna head out now because I'm drunk as fuck and I don't think any of this episode had any intertwining moments and uh, except for me complaining about my cats, that might have been one of them. Anyways, I hope you guys have a great long weekend. I hope if you have family, you're able to spend it with them. If you have COVID, I hope you give this podcast a listen. And if you are on Instagram, I hope you follow me. Okay, have a great evening and I will talk to you guys next Friday.